Welcome to The Last Supper, your weekly podcast about art in Asia. I'm your host, Oscar Venhuis. Every weekend, I sit down and release an episode bringing new perspectives and engaging dialogues with emerging and established artists, galleries, curators, and collectors in Asia. Learn more about art in Asia with Christie's Education in-person and virtual art courses, gallery visits, and webinars. Visit Christie's Education website and enter all in capital letters Last Supper 15 to enjoy a 15% discount. The website link and discount code for Christie's Education can also be found in the description of this podcast. Before I begin, I have a short announcement to make about Makers Bloom Makers Work Hong Kong Charity Auction 2023. For the second time, the French Chamber Foundation, Hong Kong Art Galleries and Artists have come together to help and contribute by donating artworks to be auctioned for this worthy cause. A preview exhibition of the artworks will be hosted by Christie's on the 22nd floor of the Alexandra House space in Hong Kong. The exhibition will culminate in a live auction directed by Christie's auctioneer Georgina Hilton during cocktail evening on Friday the 3rd of November. More information can be found on www.makeitwork.hk. In today's episode, I sat down with Cambodian-based artist Yemalin. From her place in Phnom Penh, we delved into her dreams about becoming an artist, her experience of going to France without a grant and not being able to speak the language. We also talked about how nature informs her work and we discussed why she began the Blue Art Center initiative. Hello, Malin. I've been really looking forward to this episode. How are you today? I'm good, and you? I'm really well, thank you, Malin. I'm actually inside recording this episode, and you are outside somewhere. So tell me where you are calling from. Uh, in Cambodia, in Simriap, in front of my house and in the garden. That looks like a really great place where you are sitting. And let's begin with describing who Malin is. I start the uh, study art. When I was young, 14 years old, but I have a dream. I think I remember around 10 years old. I remember already to be artist. But I think the word artist existed for me just uh, to be painter. Because in the countries, in my period, we don't see the art, you know, contemporary art, exhibition. I can find, you know, like uh, I can find exhibition around my area or in the city. We don't have much. But sometimes we can see exhibition from foreigner people. They come and they organize the exhibition. But for my people, they don't have uh, much exhibition at, at exhibition. So I would like to learn how to make drawing. But in my area in Batambong, I was born in Battambang. This is the province very popular also in Cambodia. About romantic, uh, classic year 1965 or 1970. Really uh, popular about the performance art or dance art or, you know, a singer. And for me, I think I would like to be artist, but no school in my, my city. So I don't know where I can learn because in my period, I, I saw only, you know, some uh, like uh, store that the people, they make uh, painting. Like 
is not art, but something like a craft, you know, like craft art that the people, they can order painter or you can make something for postcard, for cinema example. So for me, I just uh, want to make a drawing, but I think maybe when I grow up, I would like go to Phnom Penh because Phnom Penh have uh, art school. But luckily, uh, in 1995, we have art school, but the art school, not really art school, just a place for the kids, they come and they can enjoy to learn, you know, how to use a pencil or watercolor, only some material, not something uh, really creative. So I'm really interested in 1995, I go there and I start learning. Uh, art 1995 until 2020, around 2021. And then when I finish, I continue study in French. I got a bachelor degree in French. And I come back to Cambodia, I continue uh, art. So you did your undergrad degree in France. Tell me a little bit more about this period because you had never been overseas before. When I go there, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have scholarship. I just, I know someone that uh, he can help me. And uh, I just spend time when I have a vacancy. I work uh, four months or three months to get uh, some money to continue studying in France. My family, they cannot pay for me because they don't have the money for me. It's so expensive. So I would like to continue because why I go in France? Because uh, it is my dream. It is my dream because I think I want to be artist. I would like to see something, you know, uh, far. I would like to explore my, my ideas, my concept. I think maybe I can find something you know, more interesting that I stay in my countries. Because in my countries, just learn to know how to make drawing. But I cannot find something like the concept of you learn something more theory art, history. We don't have. So when I went in French, I think the year that I explore, I can find who I am in my art way. I can do something non-stop. It means I have the idea all the time. I find something really enjoy. Sometimes I'm sick also because I feel I lost something. It's very important because in the art way for the artist, when we lost something, we learn something. When we have the obstacle, we have the problem, we learn about the problem. So I think really... Uh, very important for me and uh, also far from my countries or make me, you know, uh, stronger and alone, you know, in the country that I don't speak French before go to study, go to school. I don't speak French very, very difficult, but I continue. When uh, I remember when my art history, sometimes they have exams. You know, uh, all the French students, they write, they wrote uh, a friend, but I wrote uh, Khmer. And then my my professor, 
they just call me come in my office and uh, translate to me please can you translate to me because i don't understand your letter it's a my <laughs> you're right <laughs> so i see you know it is my experience but i never you know i don't want to stay in france a lot of people they propose me oh why you don't want to stay here but no i don't want to go back in my countries because uh, I know that my country needs Sukhumen to continue to for the new generation to learn uh, art or something else. Wow, that's an amazing story. And when did he return to Cambodia? Yeah, I stayed there six years when I came back in Cambodia, 2010, around 2010, I came back to Cambodia because... Uh, I have one year also, you know, between when I go there, I have one year come back in Cambodia, go back in Cambodia, one year in Cambodia, and then I go to France again to study French language at university. Because I think really important for me when I go there, I can see a lot of things and I can inspire a lot of things and also I think I have good professor also luckily for me it's really I'm really lucky you know and I have uh, lucky to fly I can see the world how to be artist it is not how to be painter it is not the same because I think to be painter, something like craft art, to have uh, something, you know, without your heart, without your brain, without your mind, and without the spirit. Also, for me, art is my life. I think it maybe the whole life that I make art, maybe until the end of my life. Because I start uh, from 10 years old, I just uh, made drawing and I learned uh, at school, 14 years old, and until now, when I have my family, my kids. But you know, for women artists, I think really hard because we take care of the family, cook, you know, everything. I cannot tell you, I cannot count because help a lot, a lot of things. So I, all the time I spend just uh, a space for me, like a space in my mind, a space for art. I don't forget it. Because when I am in my studio, I'm happy with that. I am really enjoy with uh, my work. When I work here, it, I have a communicate with my artwork. Now, let's talk about your work and start with the materials you use in your projects. What can you tell us about this? I'm really inspiring from the nature. I love the nature. I love something and also uh, raw material. Because I see maybe I from the beginning of my, my life, I'm from poor family and also in uh, civil war in Cambodia after Khmer Rouge. So my family still poor. 
not only my family. I dream to have like a, the real toys or a real object to play. When we was young, normally we play, you know, we have uh, something to play. The object from an industrial, very nice, with the color. But I think for me, I don't have it. I just uh, dream, oh, I would like to have uh, toys with the hair, with the blue eyes, you know. But I never get it. So I just uh, found some material around my area, around my house, like the leaves the stone, the wood, the clay, and I can make it. I made a sculpture. So when I start make, uh, make my artwork, I always use raw material. Example, I use uh, the cardboard. The cardboard I get from the markets or from the house, the people they put throw away. So I bring them and I say, oh, maybe I can use uh, for my artwork. So I bring a lot of cardboard and I stick them a lot of uh, layers. And then you can see different layers. And after I, you know, I, I bring fire, charcoal, fire, I burn the cardboard. And you can see the hole. You know, when I go to the forest, I saw a lot of things like uh, I thinking in the forest, you know, we can see sometimes uh, we have uh, the shape. So my work, I use uh, organic shape also and I don't use the fire, burn it and then uh, you can see the shape, uh, organic shape. I don't control, you can merge But my work, sometimes you, you have uh, different to merge because uh, it is organic. Yeah, and after that, I period the COVID, I stay home and uh, I made one more series on the paper also that I inspiring from another place in Cambodia. I saw that the people, they burn, they destroy a lot of things in uh, the space and they build something new. So I think have a lot of things in uh, problem uh, destroy forests, not only in Cambodia, around the world, that uh, the people, they don't respect. We are from the nature, but we don't give nicely. <laughs> we destroy the planet, but we learn more planet. I don't understand that the people, human destroy that we have, that we have the water, the sea, the nature, all green. But we destroy every day and then we, we learn something more. You have had multiple residencies around the world. How does nature, which appears a really central theme in your work, inform your recent project and materials you work with? Uh, when I go somewhere, example, I have a residency in in US, in South Africa, in Japan, Andorra. I had different residency, but all the country, we have different landscape. Uh, for me, very important that when I go to the space, go to uh, somewhere, I just uh, take the time and go to the forest and observe the nature because uh, I can learn 
from the shape, the color, different of the nature, and uh, I can smell sound about the sound. When I record it in my brain, when I make an artwork, I use all the things I, I saw it. I record it in my brain. So when I use the artwork in the moment, I I saw, you know, I saw with the artwork. I use the fabric. I spend long, very, very long time, then I use the paper. It means when I use uh, the fabric, something I can uh, breathe or relax or I can touch the material very soft. And very, very important for me, I use, uh, when I use the fabric, it is the second fabric or the second clothes. Because the clothes, it is from, I don't know where, everywhere. The clothes, second hand or fabric, second hand. So when I use uh, it, it is not new. It is a second hand. I don't know, maybe from Japan, maybe from China, maybe from Africa or from US. Maybe the clothes that I use it for my artwork, it is a victim or both people, maybe. I just put uh, the question, maybe. And also in the moment, I think I saw in the world, we are a little bit tired about the politics, about the, the war. We are tired about the for natural catastrophe. So I think we are tired about it. When I use the, the clothes second hand, I think, oh, maybe there's the clothes from the victim of the nature. And when you see my work, it is not strong. It is not like metal. It is a soft child. And I use uh, black, black, all the time black. So I use a different uh, tone of uh, black. Because uh, I think we don't have life. In the moment, we don't have life. We really have a lot of the problem changing of the nature, changing of the climate, change everything. That's why I use, in the moment, I use the fabric and dark fabric. I can see how nature informs your work. Your early cotton pieces, they are very biomorphic and organic. Can you speak more about the significance of the shapes you use in your work? Okay. First, I think, you know, when you see the, uh, the clothes, you can see the texture. You can see the color, you can see the flowers or the leaf or everything, the texture of the fabric. And for me, very interesting when you look at in the nature, you can see the layer of the nature. Not only one layer, you can see oh, first plant, the first second, and you cannot count because you have first, second, third, uh, different layers. And when you ask me about the shape, and sometimes a lot of people that, you know, they ask me about the shape. What is this? Something, you know, abstract, I don't know. What is this? But for me, I just uh, told them, if you look at, observe the nature, or you take the picture of the nature, only, uh, you know, like you zoom, 
And then sometimes you don't know what is this. You don't know what is this. You just, uh, oh, I just take uh, example, uh, take a picture, this one, really uh, important shape or with the light, shadow, everything. So I just uh, inspiring from the nature. And normally the the shape not finished. It continues. No wrong, no right. I just continue. I make uh, this piece. Maybe I can stick them all together. It is not. I make this and then uh, boom. When I go to the forest or the mountain, sometimes I take the picture of the, the nature. But I don't use the photo, you know. I don't use, uh, I copy the photo. I just uh, take it and just learn about the shape. On your current project, you work with a team of people who work all together, right? What can you say about the people you work with? Uh, yeah, they are in, you know, they are my assistant. They know how to sewing. But before when I work on the paper, only me, no assistant. But now I use uh, the fabric. I need some sister help me because, uh, like I told you, when we use the fabric by hand, so I cannot do alone. I need someone help me. When they help me, I ask them, can you do this? Can you do this? They cannot design me. The idea, it is my idea. I just uh, use the hand. I use my brain. I use my, you know, I use my concept and I just ask them to make. I think important also, you know, uh, that I work with my team. They have, all the time they have different stories that the people live from the countryside. So they have a lot of stories and sometimes I learn from them also. That's interesting for me. And sometimes about the talking about food, example, oh, this food, I don't know. It is a typical in your, uh, in your village. Yeah, so I would like, you know, sometimes I would like to eat also because I never, I, I don't know. So they can cook for me. It is important to learn because cook, I like cooking. Cook it is art also. For women, it is we we do something hard work every day for good eating, for nice food. So I like cooking also. But you know, when I make a cook, like art also. Sometimes it I make a, you know creative experimental food. I don't know. Sometimes I cook well. Sometimes I lost. Sometimes I get oh something new for me. So like art also. So when we know art, for me, art something like uh, the can up and go down like the road. Because sometimes the period of uh, difficult, the artist cannot do. Sometimes stop, just uh, relax, just thinking, just scared or not. And uh, sometimes we forget, example me, sometimes I keep away about art one year 
or two years. And then when I back to art, I thinking something new, something interesting. Not something new, something interesting, more interesting. Alpha, you mentioned earlier that the dialogue between your work and the audience is something you really enjoy. Do you actively engage with your audience as well? When I exhibit, I have dialogue. I just uh, talking some some ideas, but not really. Oh, uh, this is example. This is an apple. Oh, this is uh, a tree. Oh, this is animal. This is uh, a cow. Example. It is not. That when I I have a dialogue with the with the people, I just uh, talking about my whole concept. I just uh, inspiring from the nature and uh, interesting from the shape, from the color, and then they can communicate with me uh, more deeper. Maybe we can go together. We can go talking more deeper because. The audience have some audience they like my work. Have some audience they don't like my work. It means they interesting or not really interesting. Have uh, some people that they interesting. They know they like. Maybe they have the idea like uh, the nature or they understand more. They can uh, ask me more. So I'm happy to sharing more the idea. Some audience they don't they don't like. I don't know what is the. They just uh, look at uh, my work and then we don't have conversation. Continue conversation. If someone interesting my work, they can ask me. You know, I'm really happy to talking a lot of dialogue with them to find uh, the audience. It is uh, you know interesting for me to talking with the people that are interesting uh, my work. I have a small favor to ask that will make a big impact. The Last Supper is offered to you at zero cost. And if you like this show about art in Asia, give this podcast a star rating or subscribe to this podcast channel. Many thanks and let's continue. You have a show coming up in October. What is the work that you'll be showing in Australia? Uh... I have uh, my old work, the series of uh, decomposition, the title uh, that I use the cardboard. So maybe they choose uh, two pieces and um, maybe two pieces of the fabric work. It is a group exhibition. I very, very, well, a few years ago, I'm busy with, uh, you know, my house because I built the house, some uh, space that I in the bathroom. I make it uh, by my hand, so I spent two years. And uh, also, I have my own house I keep for art school, because I have art school. I have now around 20 students, the kids, they come. So they have scholarship, free scholarship. <laughs> they have <laughs> nothing to pay, <laughs> I just have them that I can uh, share in the people, you know, to young people. And during uh, uh, COVID, I stay home and then I have some pieces of uh, my last paper artwork. I think really, this work really interesting because I use, uh, you know, I use the paper and I play yeah, like uh, 
uh, 3D work like the laser and I use the different level of the paper and uh, very very hard for me because around uh, two years or three years I don't work I would like to uh, make uh, artwork but I'm a lot of things to do I say by myself oh Marlene you need to stop something it's really important also to stop and uh, when I finish uh, build a house so I can start art so the fabric I can say my first idea after COVID and really important for me when I use fabric the world has the problem and I use this material from the world it is uh, important for me you also have the blue art center which is an art school for kids what is the background of this initiative that you began with your husband in Phnom Penh I have a lot of dreams I don't know, but I just in my life when I was young, you know, I have dream to be artist. Now I'm artist. I can say I realize my dream. And also after that, I want to create an art school because I would like sharing that I have. I like art. So I have my connection. I would like to transmit to the generation, young generation. I just remember in year 2000, that time I stay in Batambong. But in year 2000, I ride bicycle Batambong to Simrip. Batambong to Simrip around 200 kilometers. Because I don't want to stay in Batambong. My art school in Batambong do the same thing. Like you eat the burger or noodle every day. How you can stay eat burger every day around eight years? So I think I don't want to stay there to continue. I I would like to see a perspective. So I have uh, some students like my age. They would like to ride bicycle to Simriop. When we came here, I go make drawing at the temple, Angkor Wat temple. Every day, I make drawing uh, watercolor. I saw some drawing. I know my drawing very, very, very nice. But I don't want to make something very nice. I find something uh, different. I find something interesting, not nice. I love uh, interesting. So I don't want to stay the same. So when I came here, I make some drawing and I saw to the tourists and I got some money. For three hundred dollar, you know, the period in year two thousand, I got three hundred dollar. A lot for me, you know, a lot for me. So in the village, when I saw in the village, I that I stay, it is zone uncle, uncle what in zone uncle what. So I saw a lot of kids that they saw the souvenir object to the tourists. And they don't go to the school every day. They do this. When I saw it, I think, oh, maybe I can open the school. Like I would like to buy the the land, and I would like to build like uh, the school. But it's not school; just uh, some roof. And uh, the kids they can come and they can learn. I can teach them. But after that, I don't have uh, much time. 
you know, with the $300, I buy a land. And for me, I would like build a school for the kids. This is my first idea, my first thinking. And then I don't have time to teach them. I go to France. And the land that I bought it, I just keep it. And when I come back, I think I don't want to build a school there because it's very far. And we don't have internet, we don't have... No one build, cannot build, because it is a closed temple. So we cannot build a school. And when I'm back to Cambodia, I have new land here. And uh, before I build a house, that I'm living there. But I think the house is big. I don't need big house. So I transmit to the school. Now the kids, they come to the school. They are 10, 11, 13, 14, 15. They come and uh, they learn. I have one more teacher and sometimes I teach them also. So they come, they learn a, every big Saturday because Monday until Friday, they go to public school. They don't come. They come only uh, Saturday. You have achieved so many things you dreamt of as a child. You went to art school. You went to France. You have had exhibitions all over the world. And you also have the Blue Art Center. Are there any dreams left on your wish list, uh, Marlene? Just uh, now I have one more dream. I have one more dream because, do you know, in Cambodia, can find contemporary museum in Cambodia or not? No. <laughs> so I would like to start from me and my husband. My husband, he is artist too. So now we have a dream. But it's a dream, I think, close to us. Now we're speaking about the project, about the museum. So I think really important if we have the museum, Art Contemporary uh, Museum. Because for the people when they came here, for the people in the countries or outside the country, it means foreigner people, when they come, they cannot find uh, a museum. So I would like to build a museum. I collect some art, old art, painting from the artist uh, year 60. So I would like to show the story of the beginning of contemporary art in Cambodia. Because I have a lot of documentary, it means the artwork. You know, the story from the beginning, year 1990 until now. After Khmer Rouge, after Civil War. So we have, now we need to write the story, the art story really important. So I would like to build the museum here in my space because I have the space uh, close to school. And also I have my house here and I have my studio. So I think for the people they come, they can visit my studio and can they can visit also the museum. We have all the story from 1990 until now. It's been a real pleasure talking to you, Marlene, and I'm going to ask you the last supper question. 
if you were to have your final meal, what would you talk about? I would like to my work uh, still communicate with audience, still have a life, still a spirit, still connected, still learn, still uh, women or young generation learn more about it. For the artist, that the work still lives. Many thanks, Marlene, for taking the time to talk more about your work and all your wonderful dreams that you have realized. Thanks you, uh, Oscar, and uh, I hope to see you uh, maybe one day when you come here. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Last Supper with Cambodian artist Yem Malin. If you like this show about art in Asia, you can support us by giving this episode a star rating and subscribing to this podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions or wish to participate in this podcast, you can contact me on oscar at thelastsupper.asia. You can visit my website www.thelastsupper.asia as well or contact me direct on Instagram at thelastsupper.asia.